If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge, reporting the news and the latest happening in healthcare, health insurance. All of the things that are going to affect you if they are not already. It's been a really, really rocky past five years as we've gone through things. And actually, the healthcare industry in America is far from perfect. People have been working to reform it for hundreds of years now, starting all the way uh, back in the previous century. And, and multiple presidents have attempted to do that and have done some things. And now we are in the second half, so to speak, to use a football metaphor of the Affordable Care Act's 10-year implementation period, and we're starting to see what it is made of. And a lot of people are benefiting from the law, and a lot of people are, are hurting from the law. And that's the purpose of this program, is to kind of report both sides of what's happening and help you make the best decision for what's coming up this fall in a monumental election season. And we're going to be talking a little bit about the election and the impact that that could have on health care and health insurance and the Affordable Care Act this week. Lots of people are always asking me, what, well, what, is, what is it going to mean uh, if, uh, if, to the law or to, to me uh, if somebody happens to um, drop coverage or if uh, Republicans were to win this and win that? And we're going to uh, go through several different political scenarios for you this week. Grant Culp will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour. Grant is a political uh, operative and analysis analyst and contributor here on America's Healthcare Pro Challenge on anything that we need as it relates to uh, political uh, makeups. He's ran several campaigns. He's worked on Capitol Hill, as have I, and so uh, it will be interesting to see what he has to say. I think I wanted to take a few moments before we, we get into all of that to, to kind of set the stage on what's going on and why this is such an incredibly important issue. We've really dodged a lot of the bullets, so to speak, from what's happening uh, across the country as a result of this law. Now, we in our, here here locally, we've had some things that um, ha have gone well, some things have not gone well, and we've had some volatility. We had network concerns a couple of years ago over uh, changes, and and, and the uh, the reason for these changes is because of a shift in in reimbursement to healthcare providers. And we've reported on that here on the program many, many times. And the federal government now making that even more prevalent as they have uh, passed uh, some other some other things that are that are kind of shifting shifting the way that healthcare is delivered. So that's had a big impact on things behind the scenes. But for us as as consumers here in the heartland, we've been doing fairly good. Everybody's had rate increases, and that is the big number one story that is on the horizon coming up. Rate increases are going to be big, especially for individuals and small businesses, and there are many reasons for that. And I just wanted you to be aware of what is coming. 
and what uh, you need to be doing to protect yourselves from some of these rate increases. How can you calculate all of the uh, outcomes that you need to, to be aware of? How can you um, anticipate something that could go wrong, that could uh, give you some financial stress? That's some of the things that we're going to talk about here uh, on the program as well because it's going to be difficult for many people this fall as they're facing 20 30% increases. And that's an awful lot of money, especially if it's a family that already has a premium of $1,000 and a high deductible to go with that. And so this is something that uh, people need to be aware of. The public option is going to be the second issue that uh, we're going to be looking at on our radar here this fall. We're talking about the five things on our radar heading into the fall election here on America's Healthcare Challenge. The public option, and here's why. One of the reasons um, this thing is is uh, going unraveling is because it uh, – it's turned out to be a bad deal for some of the people that were supposed to be in it to win it, so to speak, and that is the insurance industry. They were at the table with the White House negotiating uh, the the provisions in this law, and the deal that they all came together on is the fact that the White House and uh, this law, which became the Affordable Care Act, would deliver 30 to 40 million new insureds people buying insurance, and the reason they would be buying insurance is because the majority of them are going to be getting subsidized from the government to do so, and they're also mandated to do so, or being penalized $700. In exchange for the insurance industry calling off their wolves, as I like to say, in, in that they would not destroy the law's chances of getting through the legislative process with their incredibly powerful lobby and their lobbyists and their and their way to really shut things down. You might recall the Thelma and Louise, I, I believe it was, uh, the two families, not Thelma and Louise, but it was two folks sitting around their table talking about some of the changes that were coming from the, the Bill Clinton 1992 health care plan. And it was really effective because it showed uh, – that people might be losing their doctors, that people might be seeing narrower of networks, and that people might be seeing less choice. And that was actually in the 90s. And it's interesting because it's all starting to happen now. And these insurance companies, they did not lobby against the Affordable Care Act like they did very hard in the 1990s. They let it go through. They actually promoted it. And um, and it went through, and they thought that they were going to get a bunch of new business. And what actually happened is they got not nearly as much business. It turns out that the people that they were hoping to get, which would have been the young, healthy people, did not purchase insurance because they realized it was too expensive or maybe they thought that they didn't need it. The people that did purchase were incredibly unhealthy and sick. And many people actually quit paying premiums during the year. And so as a net result, they got less than half of what they were expecting to get. And to make and that was bad, but what was worse was the fact that they did not get the bailouts that they were promised from the government within the law. And I use the word bailouts because that's exactly what it is in that it's called risk adjustments. And the individuals that were... 
uh, high cost individuals, the government would essentially act as a reinsurer to cover the costs of those individuals to those insurance companies. And despite all of that, they still lost an awful lot of money and as a result has to have to make it up somewhere. And that is going to be in the form of higher premiums. Now, the problem is there is a process for which insurance rates must go through. And they did not, um, well, they did go, they are proposing these, these rates. They go to the state government and now they go to the Department of Health and Human Services. And the Department of Health and Human Services is pushing back and saying that these rate increases are too much. Well, they're losing money uh, on all of these people. And so as a result, and as a result of the Department of Justice getting involved to Bush to uh, block these mergers, they have pulled out of many states, leaving hardly any choice. And this begs the question of what should the government come in and provide a public option? And so I'm going to take some time to break that down next segment. Should the government provide a public option? What are the pros and the cons for for that? Should they have done it in the first place? Six years ago when it was going through the process, it was fighting words. It was a non-starter. The left was mad because they didn't get it. The right walked away from the table because it was brought up and they tried to push it through. So it's a very contentious issue. You can bet that it's going to be discussed during the debates it should be it actually both candidates are on record for supporting uh this concept but is it that is it as good as it as it sounds can we afford it as a nation that's going to be the main thing that i'm going to look at and what do you need to know about how it could affect you and your choice as it relates to the health care of your you your family and your business this is america's health care challenge 402-342-1290 is the number, or 800-577-1290 if you want to give me a call. Happy to talk to you about uh, your thoughts on, on what's going on. And when we come back, I'm going to break down the public option as a as an issue, as a public policy, and discern if we can afford it. You're not going to want to miss it. Coming up next.